With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yo, Eagles Nation, stand up. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Thanks. Yo, the misery is over, at least for now. At least temporarily it is. Let's gather our sanity back, whatever's left of it. And, uh, yay. End of end of the football season. No more no more Eagles football in our life for a long, long time. I don't know if that's positive or negative. I guess we'll figure that out over the next couple of months. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, whatever you are, however you're listening to the Greaseball Podcast. Appreciate you taking part. As always, you can follow along on Instagram at Greaseball Podcast. Every episode is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes every Monday. Subscribe, rate, and review. Give it five stars if you're if you're with it, give it one if you think it sucks. Any feedback's better than none. Sharing is caring. Yada, yada. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, R.I.P. the Birds 2020. That is, that is, I guess, the, you know, the, the good part, Justin. I think that uh, I feel oddly happy that the season's over. I don't know that I should, but I do. Well, <laughs> having watched you go through this season... <laughs> It's bizarre because, like, at points, there were really high points. Yeah, man. And it's like... My dumb ass was talking Super Bowl <laughs> six months ago. Like, maybe. It looked like you guys might squeak in at one point with a really garbage record. Right, right. And it's like, well, you know, if, if you can just get in, you never know. Maybe make some noise. And then there's, like, some really, really bad times. Uh-huh. Your man's yep. like no one's standing up for your man's. Right, like my, my guy's just out there in the ether, man. Just getting lambasted. Healthy scratch last night. Good for him. Healthy scratch. Good for him. Although I have seen, you know, I don't want to get too much into like your the body of your pod today. No, you're good. But I doing this show with you every week. Yeah, like the Eagles are now on my radar. So like, I'm if sorry, Eagles, man. <laughs> if Eagle stuff pops up <laughs> on Twitter, I slow and read it. Right. Uh, I saw, you know, we, you talked about, uh, uh, not Hertz, but um, Wentz wanting out. Yeah. 
now I've seen after what happened last night, Hertz is asking to get out too. <laughs> I swear, man, it's just what a Ringling Brothers, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ringling Brothers. The circus. And what's worse is everything staying the same. Let's just let's just fucking do it all over again next year. I could feel the frustration <laughs> through your Instagram posts last night. I swear to God, I dude. had to say something. <laughs> it's like, oh, everything's fixed. Yep, just problem solved. Let's stay here. Let's keep all the dumbassery in house. I don't know jack about football. One of those Man. guys has to go. Oh, like, dude, had to. I, I thought for sure. The GM was a lock. I thought for sure Howie Roseman was the fuck out of here. And then, you know, everything starts trickling out yesterday before the 1 o'clock games, and it's just like, oh. Nope. Like, I felt like that this is fine, dog. Yeah. You know, just sitting there. burning. Like, okay. This is fine. This I is guess. Good. Yeah, I guess. We'll be fine. Third-degree burns. I guess I'm going to – hopefully I end up – hopefully this fire affects me the same way it did Kane, and I don't end up with, you know – I just have a little eye black on, yeah, yeah. you know? Lose some hair. The, yeah, cool. the emotional scars will be worse than the physical ones. I just don't know how. Like, if the idea is running Carson out of town, that's what's going to save you. I got news for you. Nope. I, I mean, know. that's not to say that, you know, he played amazingly and he, you know. Yeah, I know. But that's also to again this is from a guy on the outside yes i can tell that he was not <laughs> the problem right like, right you fix everything else first and then if he's still not performing okay now you gotta go right right it is so hard to find a franchise quarterback we found one and then we just messed them all up and then go you're the problem <laughs> what <laughs> what i mean again I hate this team. Pay, paying less attention in years prior, I saw, like, the Super Bowl year, paying attention to yeah. when you guys were still doing the show, like, just watching you talking about that year and then, like, uh, the years that followed with having to see that statue of another, another dude. Right. When I took them there. I like, got you there. <laughs> I got you there. And then the end of last season, putting the team on his back and going, let's go. Let's get into the playoffs. Thank you. But he didn't do it again. He didn't do it now. This year. It's what a town. <laughs> Fuck, man. I they this is the reason why liver failure is on the horizon for me at 32 years old. Oh, Jesus. Because it's just there's not enough. Like I had recently, I had as recently as uh Thanksgiving, three bottles of Jameson in the house, among other things. I now need to replenish. Wow. Like, it's just, I can't, man. And now a lot of that is coupled with, like, holiday extended weekends in there. Right. So it's like, you know, your boy's able to indulge a little more than, than a five-day work week, typically. Uh-huh. And it doesn't help when your team sucks. Yeah. And And you have, oh, I the alarm's not going off at five in the morning tomorrow? Fuck it. <laughs> Who cares? Well, at least one more. Who cares? Pour and, another right, one. And you know one more is never, never. just one more. Nope. Never. Unless, ever, ever. Unless it's at like 2 a.m., then it's possible. Yeah, but it depends on how smooth that one more goes down. Also there, true. There's times where it goes down and it feels like liquid razor blades, and you're like, I, I know I'm I'm tapping out. Yeah. I'm good. But there's times where it goes down real smooth, and you go out and you burn one, and you're like, ah, I'll fucking do another one. <laughs> you know, the music sounds good. You know, everybody's asleep in the house. Yep. So it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm 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 in the mood here. 
Um, we also, this past weekend, college football playoffs happened. That is what we have for the people on Gear Freaks tomorrow. We dive into the Final Four teams and their uniforms. Yes. I, we have a lot of choice things to say about the four teams. <laughs> I'll say <laughs> that sure, much. For sure. But, I mean, the idea being tradition and right. the new tradition of the playoff and, uh, you know, complain all we want and we both do plenty of it on the uh, episode yes for sure if you're talking tradition the four teams that get in you know it's, it's just about as traditional as you can get in right college football. right right and from a gears perspective man like we were talking before you know we came on here is as much as and i i don't despise notre dame fuck alabama but it's like man just that gear matchups i mean like it was alabama just wrecked them but Seeing those those unis on the field together was like, this is that's I that's dig a dream. It. That's right. like it was a gear dream. Yes, this weekend you in don't football. get much of a better gear matchup in college football than those two. Nah, you don't. And then the other one was really good too. Yeah, like gear wise, like yep. it, it's solid, but uh, very choice things to say. Yes, and uh, if you ever wondered why the elephant. Yeah. Just a little uh, nugget there. We learned why the, uh, yes, why the elephant in the Alabama logo. Yes. That is something that, like, I had wondered about that, like, and we discussed it, like, 32 years, had never, always kind of wondered the fuck, but we never. We have pocket computers. Right, <laughs> all the time, constantly. Anytime. Exactly. Decided to look while we're doing the show. Right, but instead it's, you know, <laughs> I, I don't. I I end up down dumb rabbit holes of just stupid shit constantly <laughs> instead of finding out and learning something like we did on this episode tomorrow. <laughs> instead, it's just dumb shit and, you know, what's the best Halloween havoc to watch on <laughs> WWE Network at 2 a.m. when you're shit-faced, you know? Like, I don't already know <sighs> that, you know, most of them are probably pretty terrible anyway. Yeah. But they look cool. They look really cool. Halloween Havoc was awesome, man. There's a, a lot of solid matches, too. Um was it 97 Halloween, ha Halloween Havoc was uh, Mysterio and Guerrero? Yes. Oh, so choice. good, dude. So good. Choice. Uh, Goldberg DDP was good, even though nobody oh, yeah. got to see it. That was 98, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, there there was a lot of good stuff there, man. We talk about entrance sets, like yeah. we talked about before. They always had good ones. And then they have shit like the, uh, the Chamber of Horrors in 91, I think it was, <laughs> where Abdul the Butcher got, you Oof. know, electrocuted. <laughs> yeah for play play oh boy what was jim hurd doing man <laughs> anything <laughs> fucking hell i could not watch wcw prior and to nwo it for, wasn't very good for double reasons number one because it wasn't very good number two i'm from new york so like we only got wwf there anyway right so, right like Makes you had sense. to go way out of your way to find wcw right now when you come here i moved here and Everything's Turner. NWA country. And so, right. Yeah. Which you know. would become WCW. Yet yeah, it, it's weird, man, because I always like collectively preferred WCW, but like I was a Bret Hart guy. Mm -hmm. So I was, you know, I did the the channel flip like everybody else oh, did. Yeah. But after the screw job and and my guy went to Nitro, your boy had like a P a P Rager, man. I was <laughs> stoked. I was like, yeah. And then they just bungled it. <laughs> in like the worst because, ways possible like yeah. how how yep i mean we know how hogan right but like how how do you allow that how do you stand by and go yeah okay okay we'll just let it happen this guy who has a storyline written 
The hottest thing at the time. Yeah. And all you have to do is let it happen. <laughs> right. No, right. no, no, no. We're going to have Hogan win the belt. Right. Come be a guest oh. referee for us. Okay. Yep. I know, man. I know. It, it, I didn't quite understand like the levity of it at the time. And then now going back and seeing it and like putting myself in like a 10 year old body again, going like, oh, man. Yeah. And fuck. I, I, again, I don't want to take up too much of your time here, <laughs> but like we're on the, on the topic. Yeah. So I've told you this before. I've been watch, re watching Nitros. Such S- a good idea. It is, but. A lot um, of torture, though, probably. 97 Great. still holds up. Okay. It is still really awesome to watch 97. 98, you can already tell it's already <laughs> starting to fall apart. And by 99, it's pure shite. The Russo it era? Is, yeah, dude. It is, and I haven't even gotten to Russo yet. Like, yeah. It's, I'm, You're the part where the October. NWO is like nine limos pulling up, right? At the beginning of every Nitro? So it, the NWO hasn't officially dissolved. But basically, all that's left is um, even Stevie Ray is out of it. All Fuck that's left, Jesus. Stevie Ray has has rejoined Book. They've they've reformed the Harlem Heat. Okay, right. So it's basically Scott Norton, uh, Ryan Adams, Brian Adams, <laughs> Chronic, Vincent. <laughs> like that's all that's left in the Why? NWO, and that's Why? they aren't even really showing them. So I don't even know how true that is. It's. It is as cool as the Wolfpack was at the time. <laughs> with the benefit of hindsight, you go like, "Why? Why? We needed two, and then and almost immediately squashed it back into one, right? But still right. with two. But we keep, but we keep the LWO as well. Oh man, the thing that sucks about the LWO <laughs> was the LWO like, was awesome. Yeah, but like the overkill of nwo made the lwo be like Ugh. yeah great and also hindsight the lwo did not last that long like when i remember it being like this really drawn out story right it only lasted a couple months really yeah like uh i think when i read up on it officially eddie got hurt so okay. they had to take him off tv so they they killed the LWO. so they just got add and just let's get rid of it yeah and even now, watching like the cruiserweight division being the one that got everybody in, yeah, is basically gone. I loved Laparka, man. Who didn't? Fucking Laparka was so great. Ultimo Dragon was always my favorite of the Luchadors. Uh, but there were, I mean, Psychosis, man. I remember when Psychosis finally won it. I was like, yes, yeah, my dude. dude, yeah. I th- those matches were so damn good. Every one of them. Yeah, and then now it's like Lash LaRue is first coming in. Oh, and no, no. Yeah, they... they no. Well, the problem was Kidman saw success, and Kidman was awesome. He was. but And he mixed it up really well with all the luchadors. Mm-hmm. But you move past him, and yeah. like your Lash LaRue start coming Not in. Not every and, white guy's a Kidman. And it's... Oh. Yep. Mm. They they did have a stretch. Uh, Kid Cash, I think, was one of them because he was there before the ECW run he had. Just just not not very good, man. I can tell you the best and most uh, continuous storyline uh-huh. in 1999 right now. Uh, the building of Los Filthy Animals and they're feuding with uh, the Deadpool, which is Insane Clown Posse, Raven, and Vampiro. Okay, I vaguely remember that. It should be awful. Listen to all those pieces. <laughs> the Insane Clown Posse is on television every week. Wrestling. Yeah, right. David Vampiro, Arquette was there, too, at one point. What were they doing, man? I don't know. But like I said, Drugs. surprisingly, those matches are good. Watchable? 
watchable. Like that okay. storyline, cohesive. Like it all make like the way they bring it to television is abrupt. Right. Like just suddenly Vampiro's like trying to wrestle Conan and it's like, okay, like yeah, they hate forced. each other all of a sudden. <laughs> but like over the course of the months, like they, they've made it make sense and it's like one of the things that's like I look forward to when I watch right, those right. intros. Which is great. I remember me and my guy Ballard used to go nuts over Vampiro. Like fifth grade us were like, oh, yo, he's a badass. Yeah. And now it's just like, no. <laughs> Why were we the way we were 20 years ago? And The I've, human torch or whatever it was? I feel like, come on, bad man. because apparently he was great in Mexico. And I've never seen any of his Mexican stuff. So like, right. And then I, WCW happened. And then WCW happened. And what what's bad is it gets worse because like he's going to have that feud with Sting coming up yeah. here in the next yeah. couple months. And, oh. Right around the time they went, I really, it felt, even back then in perspective for me when they switched the like when nitro was no longer the classic i had to keep going back to like entrance stage setups but when they switched from the classic nitro look mm-hmm. to the damn spaceship yeah even then i was like what is this man yeah it happens in 99 and that yeah like that's right around the time where it feels like when okay. they first make that switch if you watch a lot of that early 99 stuff the sea, the way the sea opened up, uh-huh. there was a thing on the ramp, and all the guys are coming down slipping on it. Yeah. <laughs> because why not? <laughs> and they're, they look... Uh-huh. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Shit. <laughs> I, the network is an underutilized treasure in my house. I need to... I, a, a rainy day, a rainy weekend would be a good time to go back and torture myself with old WCW. Three count. And I say this all the time to you as well. And uh, I might as well put the f- uh, fire to your feet since yes. we're live right now. <laughs> uh, New Year's Evil this Wednesday. NXT. I need to watch. I need to watch. Side note, I forgot to tell you. I meant to tell you this like three weeks ago, but I fucked up and I'm an ass. I finally watched the Firefly Funhouse Hell. from WrestleMania. <laughs> Almost a year later. But- oh, right, right. <laughs> I got there, man. I got there. What the hell was that? I look as somebody who has not seen a guy, I dug it. Yeah, but like, can we not? Can we not put the match, the word match, on the end of it, please? I uh, <laughs> like. I ten. I get what you mean, and it was awesome. Like it was a lot of fun, but the word match does imply. Right, right. I, I mean, really, it was just a head trip of some sort. That's all it was. Was just LSD, and it was fun. Oh, it was great. I. And they were, I think half of the problem was they hadn't figured out COVID, what to do with COVID yet. Yeah, because that was peak, like when it first, Yeah, like you felt like if you leave your house, you're dead. Yeah, April. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, dude, that was, because that was like the first big thing that I remember happening after everything kind of shut down, because Vince was like, nope, we're still doing stuff. You can't shut me down. Yeah. Uh, (sighs) Too big for one night, because that was his plan all along. Well, <laughs> I hope he does that going forward, firstly. I'll say this I because it. I watched part of it because there was nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, as somebody that usually will check back in that grew up a wrestling fan around Mania time, you get nostalgic around that time of year. It definitely helps. And I'm not even like weekly watcher anymore. But the last Mania I watched that was not, I think it was a, the last Reigns-Brock one. 
whichever one that was, like three years ago-ish, yeah. two, three years ago. And that thing was arduous as fuck to get through. Yes. It was like, do we have, does everyone participation trophy have to be on the card? Please stop. You know? I live halfway beneath, or between. Because ultimately, as somebody who watches, I mm. agree with you. It's like, don't torture me. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. I want to watch a product. Quality over quantity. Please don't make me watch for six hours. Right, I right. I really don't want that. <laughs> but then, like, I, understanding the reason why is he wants to get as many people on to give them a pay-per-view payday. Right, so it's like, which I can appreciate. Right. But... But in the meantime, I'm having to watch a six-hour mania. Just give him the money. Just give him the money. Just give Here you him go. the money. Here you go. <laughs> you know? Figure out some other way around it. Right. I, uh, Please stop. Please stop killing us. Or two days from here on out. That, I think, is the... I think you have two, three to... Hour, two, three-hour shows? Oh, yeah. That's not bad, dude. Yeah. And I will do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I think that's that's got to be the way to go, man. If he's, if, if, if he's smart, you know? He Keyword. is, but like, <laughs> but also like, <laughs> he's he. Um, but also track record. Yeah, like, you know. I don't want to get too too deep in the weeds on Vince McMahon <laughs> here, but like he is he is clearly yeah. incredibly smart to have done what he's done. Right, but also seeing a lot of what he's done, he's also incredibly stupid. Yeah, like can't you? At some point, it's not like it. Just I'm not saying listen to the people all the time, but. You know, come on, man. Come on. It seems like he always gets full-blown Rain Man on one dude. Oh, yeah. it's it ha- Reigns was the last time it happened. Yeah. And um, it worked. Like, yeah. it didn't work as it happened. Right. But this newest incarnation of Roman Reigns is great. I love it's the amazing. idea that he's with Heyman because yeah. I love Paul E. I love him. Uh, I just don't like that it's happening in front of video people. Yeah. And the Thunderdome looks more visually appealing than... It's a lot easier to watch than the Performance Center stuff was. Right. Let's put people behind hockey boards and glass. Yeah. But it's still... I hope nobody heard that growl that just came through. (laughs) Because wow, was that aggressive. I haven't done a live burp and we're 20 minutes in yet. So I had to... Some bodily function had to overtake uh, and happen in the microphone. But yeah, it, it... I don't know, same as like McIntyre when he won at WrestleMania. It's like, oh man, like I kind of wish for his sake, like there were people there to react and go yay and ooh and ah. Like part of the reason why he lost and then won it back from Orton on Raw is the Thunderdome is a little bit better. Like they'll use that to show right. this is this was his big win. Yeah, but and it looks time, it looks visually better. It's a lot easier to watch. It is. It is a lot easier to watch now. I still laugh every time I see the commercial, and I should not laugh at this, but about the guy who put the Benoit face <laughs> up there. Because we can't, as people, we, we can't, can't have anything nice. We're not we allowed. We can't be trusted. Nope. And it's like, you think about it, and that was a thing, like a thought I had. Like, it, So he really thought that, okay, let's trust randos on the internet to react you really you thought everyone was going to be genuine and nobody was going to like not show their penis on there or (laughs) or or show the murderer or whatever the case may be Uh but like i i saw that and it is not funny what he did i let me disclaimer there but 
when I saw the picture, I'm not going to lie, I popped. Because it was just like... That's people. People being people. And right. it's the worst. Because I felt like a dick. It's like, okay, like, I thought when I heard about this concept, I'm like, somebody's going to do something stupid. But mm-hmm. I never would have thought it would have been fucking Benoit. Benoit. And when I saw that, I was like, is it wrong that I kind of give the person credit in a weird way? It's probably fucked up of me, but I'm like, I would have never, like... I wouldn't have gone past the creativity of, oh, I'm going to show my ass. Well, and then... The, I guess he still did. The but. internet being, you know, last year, 2020 specifically, mm-hmm. of course, then turned... It's like, oh, how dare they, like, tell people what they can and can't do? Well, because Benoit. <laughs> right, because there's a murderer up there now that used to work for the company, and they're trying to erase him from everything. Oh! <laughs> It's not. A, I get why they don't want the murderer on there. It doesn't mean I'm not going to laugh and chuckle at oh, it yeah. like a dumb fuck because it made me laugh and chuckle like a dumb fuck. <laughs> I don't know who that person is, but they're hilarious. I'd like to have them on. Um, yeah, so let me stop yapping to you about no. wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. I'll squeeze in uh, my thoughts on my shitty football team here. Uh, so a lot of lot of breaking news over the weekend coming down to the coaching staff, front office, all that good stuff, right? All the people we hate and all the people that we want the fuck out of there and the egos that have ruined this franchise, uh, this side of Super Bowl 52, right? So Saturday rolls around, I believe it was, and Jim Schwartz, that's when the news comes out that Jim Schwartz is not going to return next year. He's going to take a year off from coaching, contemplate retirement. Uh, I, I still... I think he's a good defensive mind at the end of the day, but to be honest, with the way things have gone here recently, you know, there's there's an expiration date on a voice in a certain group of people, and I think it's just is there for Jim Schwartz. I think he's very, very uh and I have this trait as well as human being. I think he's very stuck in his ways, very, very hard headed in a sense, and he was not willing to uh do anything outside of his philosophy. And so that said, you know, appreciate the, the Super Bowl and everything, but you know, good riddance to Jim Schwartz. Changes needed on this team. So that was the first little nugget of information we got over the weekend. Then you wake up yesterday morning. <clears throat> and you're hoping, okay, this is the day we're in right now. Black Black Monday, right? This is the day that, that the head coach firings start coming out. Not even necessarily today. You, start, you would hear... Uh, you know, after the one o'clock games and the four o'clock games, news started coming out. Adam Gase got fired by the Jets. Shocker. Uh, Doug Marone went pretty quick down in Jayville. So you're hoping, at least me personally, I'd got to the point with Doug where I'd, eh, okay. He won us the Super Bowl if he relinquishes play calling, maybe okay. He can he can stay around, but I got to the point where I want him the fuck out of here just to see a new face. On the sideline, you know, I I lost complete faith in him from a play calling standpoint, from just a, a direction of this team standpoint, um, and and wanted either a promotion for Deuce Staley to head coach or Brian Dable of the Buffalo Bills, their offensive coordinator, to come in and take the reins of this franchise. And it doesn't appear that's going to happen. As reports are that Doug Peterson is expected to return as head coach in 2021. Um, you know. Uh, not entirely shocking, but, you know, I think this is one of those deals. And he's reportedly got a meeting tomorrow with Jeff Lurie uh, to discuss, you know, matters. I don't expect that to be him being fired. I hope he does. Maybe, who knows, maybe he pissed off Jeff Lurie enough in the last 48 hours to where he's going to shit can him. I don't know. I wouldn't expect it, but maybe he does. But either way, the reports are he's going to return. You know, I'm thinking that meeting is probably something along the lines of, hey, 
you know, you've got a year to get your shit together. If not, you're out of here next year, which at that, at that, at that point, you're on borrowed time anyway. And if you're going to have that discussion with somebody, to be honest, maybe, you know, maybe it's just best to get him the fuck out of the door anyway. Maybe. I don't know. But then again, a Super Bowl happened three years ago, and apparently we're going to hang our hats on that for a long period of fucking time. And that seems to be a theme throughout this organization. But there's that. And, you know, again, that personally didn't shock me. It shouldn't shock you as well. Might frustrate you. Might piss you off. I know it did me as well. But Doug Peterson is going to be back. And then the news comes out that Howie Roseman's going to return in 2021. And that was the one for me. I think that the entire, you know, we've been saying this for, for, you know, several weeks here on the pod. That was what I thought to be the lock, that Howie Roseman was going to, you know, be the fuck out of here. Given his draft track record recently, uh, given the salary cap shithole we're in, you thought for sure, okay, how he's going to get out of here. So there's got to be change after the way the wheels have completely fallen off this year in the way that they did with the expectations being as high as they were entering the season and what we ultimately got. A lot of it is because of his decision-making and his piss-poor use of the cap and his inability to draft recently. It seemed like a lock that Howie Roseman would be out of here, and it seemed fitting and reasonable and necessary to make a change somewhere to get the message across to the team, if you're Jeff Laurie, I ain't fucking around anymore. Nope. Howie's back. <laughs> Howie's back. Uh, he's got unlimited, uh, you know, the immunity idol from Survivor, I guess, uh, hanging around his neck. He wins it constantly somehow. He's got it permanently. Hey, you know, I, I at the end of the day, you know, it, okay, you want to give him a chance to work himself out of uh, – you know, the the salary cap disaster he's found us in, okay, whatever. You know, they've restructured the contracts of, of Malik Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. Those dudes will ultimately probably be out of here anyway, but that provides a little bit of temporary cap relief. I just think that when you watch, there's an extreme disconnect, as we've said before, when 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 the front office drafts a guy like Jalen Rager, when, when, when Howie Roseman drafts Jalen Rager, opts for him as opposed to Justin Jefferson, who was reported that all the scouts wanted, and then your offense and your head coach and your play caller don't use Jalen Rager's versatility. The juice site is the reason why you drafted him over Justin Jefferson when that doesn't happen. Meanwhile, you've got Justin Jefferson in Minnesota having a prolific rookie year breaking randy moss's rookie records and all kind of shit it's piss poor optics man it doesn't look good and that coupled with everything else that's going on with the team right now i just don't think it makes sense for howie roseman to return he manufactured this quarterback controversy whatever it is that we find ourselves in the middle of that is his doing by drafting jalen hurts when jeremy chin should have been the pick that's his move that's his call Literally everything that is wrong with this team right now, you can point your fucking finger at Howie Roseman and go, yo, it's his fault to a degree, at least the genesis of it is. Yet I guess Jeff Lurie thinks, you know, what the fuck, we'll bring him back for another year, no idea why. And I'm not in the business of giving Chip, Corelli, Chip Kelly credit on shit. Uh, fuck him for life. But, you know, we got to credit him. He did say he wasn't a big Howie Roseman guy. He wasn't a big Howie Roseman guy. That's why he did his little tantrum and wanted personnel control, right? And then he he got it, and then chips out of there, and Howie gets it back. He had, you know, he had Howie Roseman pegged as a weasel from the jump. I will give Chip Kelly that. I ain't going to give him a goddamn thing else, but I will give him that. So there you go, Chip, popcorn fart. So we're stuck with another year of Howie Roseman at least unless, you know, I don't know, somebody puts him in a sleeper hole and his eyes pop out of his fucking head. Hopefully one can wish. 
So going into last night's game, and it sucked that this was a primetime game, I just wanted to go the fuck to bed. I didn't want to stay up and watch this abortion for three hours. I really didn't. You got an injury list that's a mile long. Carson Wentz didn't even fucking dress. He's a healthy scratch. And, you know, it, it was a loss. You you tank. It, it, and let me be clear. I would have been pissed if we won that game. Uh, it, it it makes way more sense. Drafting sixth in a class like this is better than drafting ninth. You can, ah, it's only three draft slots. That's going to matter. That's going to matter. Now, you've, I mean, you know, it sucks that we've got Howie Roseman as the one pulling the trigger on who we're going to get at six, but there should be somebody there that is going to be a real difference maker. There should be. But that said, you know, the optics on the way that the tanking happened was uh, was pretty egregious, I think. And I'm not even trying to be purist, douchebag, you know, former player, former coach. But And this game should have never been on national television to begin with. But it was nonetheless. And here we are embarrassing ourselves and pissing all over our own leg and pulling a Sixers Sam Hinkie style in front of the entire world in front of the entire world and it's fucking embarrassing this is the same team that did same franchise if you will that won a fucking super bowl three years ago and this is what we are now and it's embarrassing and the team should be embarrassed you know the way they tanked last night was inexcusable you have to make sure you lose that game but i don't think you flaunt it everywhere that's just me maybe i'm a purist douchebag i don't know Either way, at the end of the day, mission accomplished. You get the sixth pick. You embarrass yourself. You pull Jalen Hurts out in what should be what was actually a competitive game, and you put in fucking you know Mr. and Mrs. Sudfeld's baby boy Nathaniel in there just just to send the internet into a complete shit show. And and you know it worked. A lot of Giants players were pissed off, tweeting and shit like this. And I'll say this to Giants fans, okay? Look, I I okay, you're bummed out that we basically laid down. We did the Kevin Nash to Hulk Hogan, the finger poke of doom, right? We did that. No more wrestling talk. And and you're bummed out that you didn't make the playoffs. Okay, but let me ask you this. Would you have rather made the playoffs at 6-10 and 10 and set yourself back that many draft spots to get your ass bounced in the first round? Because nobody out of this NFC East is going to win a playoff game. Point blank. I don't give a damn who it is. Washington struggled to beat us last night. That was a competitive game with with scrubs in there. They're going to get just drubbed by Tampa this week. So is that like is that what you wanted in your future? Giants fans, Giants players, Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, all these dudes, is that what you wanted? Because that's what would have happened. It's 6 and 10, you don't deserve shit. If you think you should have made in the playoffs so bad, then maybe your fate should not have come down to our dumb asses. Point blank. Point blank. Don't be pissed off. You had all season. And so did we. Again, it just it became clear to me last night, it, immediately on the opening drive, when Doug Peterson punted on a fourth and two from midfield. That's When was the last time that happened? When was the last time that happened? There's a guy that goes forward on fourth down every fourth down. It goes forward on two when it makes no fucking sense. And he's going to punt on fourth and two from midfield? Huh? Right there, he's flaunting in your face. We're trying to lose this game. We're just out here going through the motions. So we lock up the sixth pick in the draft, and it sucked to see uh, from a standpoint of, of, of a fan and just everything that these guys meant 
to this organization and still do the Super Bowl year. Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz, uh, and Jason Kelsey, you could see them all out there on an empty field. They were there at the link uh, about an hour after the game ended, just out there talking in the street clothes. Uh, very, very just surreal to see. You know, you feel for those guys. It's more than likely Zach Ertz's last game in Philly. Could be Carson's last game in Philly as well. I hope not, but it could be. Jason Kelsey's been flirting with retirement, so, I mean, that's possible as well. You could have to replace, you know, a, a, your franchise center, which is underrated as fuck, the value that he brings to the table. But those are three guys right now that you may, may never see suit up for the Eagles again. So it's 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 a sad day. And, and seeing those images from John Clark on Twitter – uh, from local NBC affiliate back home, that was that was just it was eerie. It was very eerie. It sucked to see when those guys were such an important part to delivering the Lombardi to this city. You know, back in 2018, 2017, 2018, they they were three huge parts, and now they're out there. You know, well over an hour after the game's over in street clothes, just hanging out talking. You know, it it just it it's a bummer to see. So now we have the sixth pick in the draft looking forward in this. Uh, you know, I, I want the birds on my TV every Sunday, usually. Uh, hasn't been the case every week this year. Um, but at the end of the day, man, look, it's, it's, I love this team more than I love anything in life, just about. Always have, always will. And it, it, the life is better with the birds in it. And it sucks that we're not going to be playing in January this year. But that said, it's mock draft season. It's mock draft season. Now it gets to pick up free agency draft talk, how we put this team together, how this team is assembled going forward. We're at a crossroads here. Sixth pick in the draft is not a bad pick at all, okay, if we don't fuck it up, which is possible because dipshit Howie's back. So there's a lot of, lot of, lot of different ways you can take this, okay, and we'll delve – in-depth into draft talk over the next four months. The draft is my cocaine every year. I love it. I am fucking obsessed with the draft. I cannot wait for late April this year to find out who is going to be the newest Philadelphia Eagle. But we still have some time to wait. And we'll get into it plenty in the coming months. Current mock draft status right now, the big two, the Bleacher Report, most recent mock, has the six overall pick being spent on Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. I'm a Penn State fan. I wouldn't be bummed. He's not. He wouldn't be at the top of my big board, but he's right there. He's right there, you know. I I think he's a quarterback of a defense. An off-ball linebacker isn't the premium that it used to be. Uh, but but he's there's Parsons and there's everybody else in this draft. I think Micah Parsons is the best linebacker to come out this side of probably Luke Keekley or maybe Yvonne Miller. You know, I he's can't miss. He's can't miss. So... <clears throat> I'd be okay with that. Haven't put my final big board together yet, but his name is definitely going to be up there, as is this guy that CBS Sports has going six overall to us, Patrick Sertan the second corner out of Alabama. Obviously, the secondary needs to be addressed still. Darius Slade did not solve every problem in the secondary, not even close. This thing is a disaster. You get a new defensive coordinator in here, new philosophy. It's all headed, hopefully, in the right direction. Patrick Sertan the second. Uh, his father played in the NFL for the Dolphins and the Chiefs, former Pro Bowler. Him and Sam Madison f- formed a hell of a tandem at uh, at corner for the for the Miami Dolphins. Having him with Darius Slay would be huge. It'd be great. I would not be mad at either one of these picks. 
I think maybe I'd rather have Sertan just because I think it's probably a bigger need. Linebacker's a huge need too, though. But it's a pass. I don't know. Again, we got four months to debate this, three, four months. Those two picks, though, right now, it's too early to tell. I'd take either one. Sign me up for it right now. I think Jamar Chase's name would be in the conversation if he falls to six. Devontae Smith as well. He could probably he could end up winning the Heisman more than likely will with twenty touchdowns receiving on the year. So it 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 depends on how guys go. Panay Sewell, the offensive lineman out of Oregon. I don't think there's a shot in hell he falls past Cincinnati. But if he does, then you gotta have the conversation as well. That's a generational piece at offensive tackle right there. There is a lot of directions to go at number six. And I cannot fucking wait to break them down over the next three, four months with you guys leading up to the draft. A lot of draft talk is coming your way. So there is that. I'm going to get the hell out of here on that note. I'm done being depressed and talking about this team. Um, The season is over. Um, It has been a hell of a year. Uh, Talking birds with you guys. My first year here doing this on the pod. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Um, Everything, you know, stays the same, though. New episodes every Monday. I will be here. Uh, plenty of draft talk, free agency stuff. There's a lot of stuff to come down the pike. Uh, just because the season's over, the games are over, does not mean that, you know, the action stops. If anything, we're just getting started. So I will see you back here next week. Follow along on Instagram at Grease Paul Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. New episodes are available every Monday on Apple Podcasts. And Spotify is where you can find them. I will see you there next week. As always, go birds. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. Philly.